السلام عليك زين الأنبياء السلام على إن الحمد لله حمدا يليق بجلال وجهه وعظيم سلطانه اللهم لك الحمد حتى ترضى ولك الحمد إذا رضيت ولك الحمد بعد الرضا ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا وقرة أعيننا ونور قلوبنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك وكرم على عبدك المصطفى سيدنا محمد وعلى آله الأطهار وأصحابه الأخيار ومن تبعهم بإحسان وهدى إلى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين أما بعد فيا عباد الله إني أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله لا إله إلا الله واعلم أن خير الدنيا والآخرة في تقوى الله وطاعته وأن شر الدنيا والآخرة في معصية الله ومخالفته وأن ساعة آتية لا ريب فيها وأن الله يبعث من في القبور All praise belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala The one, the singular, the unique The one who created us from nothingness So that we could come to know him and worship him Jalla Jalaluh we bear witness that there is nothing worthy of worship except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we bear witness that our noble and beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam is his final prophet and messenger who guided us from darkness into light and who took us from ignorance and distance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and showed us the path of remembrance and knowledge and nearness to Allah, our Creator, glorious and majestic. My beloved elders, community members, I remind myself and all of you to be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to have taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and that we are in holy days. We are in the sacred days of Dhul Hijjah that many scholars, according to the words of the Prophet were of the understanding that these days are the best days of the year and the best nights of the year are the last 10 nights of Ramadan. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through his generosity and mercy, he gives us an opportunity to elevate in rank with him in his sight Jalla Jalaluh and he opens the door for remembrance, and he opens the door for ibadah, and he removes the obstacles that allow us to draw closer to him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, he said, there are no days more beloved to Allah in that he is worshipped in them than the 10 days of Dhul Hijjah. The first of Dhul Hijjah to the 10th of Dhul Hijjah, which is Eid Al-Adha. One fast during these days is equal to the fasting of one complete year, he said, sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. And the worship of one night during this period is equal to worship during Laylatul Qadr. And this hadith is narrated by Imam al-Tirmidhi and Ibn Majah and al-Bayhaqi. 
So the Messenger of Allah وسلم, is teaching us in these days of Dhul-Hijjah that the affair is connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love. That for those who are seeking the highest degrees of nearness and the highest degrees of realization of their ubudiyyah, those who want to be bestowed upon them the honor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love, that they take advantage of these days, that they roll up their sleeves and they engage in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the remembrance of Allah, in extra ibadah, in acts of charity, in extra fasting, preparing for the meeting with their Lord, tabaraka wa ta'ala. And the signs around us continuously remind us of the fleeting nature of this world and that our lifespan is limited and that our time is short and that we may not necessarily be given another opportunity quite like this to draw closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the believer takes the lessons and the meanings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is showing us and is a person of wisdom and is a person who takes advantage of all of the doors of good that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens for him or her. The Prophet sallallahu taught us that the believer la yashba' min al-khayr. The believer is never satiated from acts of goodness. Anything that brings you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that uh, in these days, we must uh, all be aware of the special nature of all of these 10 days, but especially of the day of Arafah, the ninth of Dhul Hijjah, the day where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala frees more people who are deserving of the hellfire. He frees them from the hellfire, that there is no day where more people are freed from the hellfire than the day of Arafah. It is a day of special mercy. It is a day where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for those blessed pilgrims who are ambassadors on behalf of the rest of the ummah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows them to his angels and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells the angels I want you all to bear witness that I have forgiven all of them that it is a day of mercy. And even if we are not people of the Hajj, that we take advantage of that day through fasting, as the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught us, that whoever fasts the day of Arafah, that Allah will atone for the sins of the past and upcoming year. Whoever fasts the day of Arafah, the previous year's sins are forgiven. And how many sins are we in need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness of? How many a sin that if we were to see it on the day of resurrection and the reality of its vile nature manifests on that day and is put on a person's scales, what they would give in that moment for that sin to be removed. They would give everything they have just to remove that shameful deed. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his beloved messenger sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, they open up that door for us. Allah opens up that door for us on the tongue of his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam for the past sins years to be forgiven and the upcoming year. Two entire years through Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's generosity and mercy. The messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam in these days, the days of the Hajj, we are reminded of what is known as Hujjatul Wada'. 
the Prophet Sallallahu farewell pilgrimage. The Messenger of Allah only performed the Hajj once and that on that Hajj it was soon before his return to Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. And that when he was gathered on Jabal Rahmah, when he was gathered on the Mount of Mercy on the day of Arafah, he gave what is known as the farewell sermon. And in this farewell sermon, the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was giving his Ummah very important reminders and counsels. And he even said, Salawatullahi Wasallamuhu Alayhi, it might be that we will not gather after this year in the way that we are gathering now. And that he indicated to the Ummah that his time in the life of this world was coming to an end and that he was going to return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he said, sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam, just a few reflections and reminders from the farewell sermon. He said, O oh people, lend me an attentive ear. And this is one of the beautiful uh, uh, methods that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam would use when educating people, especially younger people. Say, lend me an attentive ear. Pay attention to what is about to be said. And this is something that allows the person listening to actually wake up from their heedlessness and give focused attention. He said, for I know not whether after this year I shall ever be amongst you again. And the Sahaba, radiyallahu anhum wa ardahum, there is nothing that they loved more in this life and in the hereafter than being in the company of the Prophet So this is something that really shook them. And they realized that, the, that they have to maintain the teachings of the Messenger of Allah He said, listen to what I am saying very carefully and take these words to those who could not be present here today. That there are people who are not here and people who will come who you have to convey these words to. And as the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said in another hadith, that convey on my behalf, even if it is one verse, that the Ummah has a responsibility to convey on behalf of Allah's Messenger. He continues, O people, just as you regard this month and this day, and this city, i.e. Mecca al-Mukarrama, the month being the month of Dhul-Hijjah, the day being the most sacred and blessed day of the year, the day of Arafah, in the city of Mecca al-Mukarrama, Mecca the ennobled, the most sacred of cities, so regard the life and property of every Muslim as sacred. It is inviolable, just as you do not violate the boundaries that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sets for those things that are sacred, that have a hurma. And for those who uh, listened to Ustad Hassan's talk yesterday, he talked about the linguistic meanings related to this word hurma and haram, is that it is an inviolability and a sanctity and a special nature that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives something. So just as the city of Mecca al-Mukarramah the day of Arafah and the month of Dhul-Hijjah are all sacred. The life and the property of every Muslim is also inviolable. It is not something that you can violate and cause harm uh, uh, against. 
He said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wa Alihi Wasallam, return the goods entrusted to you to their rightful owners. He then teaches people about having respect for one another and not just respect for one another that's rooted in some very detached sense of morality, but rather a respect for one another witnessing the honor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given that person. That it is not something that you are extending to them, but something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them. Therefore, you must respect that. And then he also mentioned sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam that riba, that usury was forbidden and that all money owed by interest or usury or riba is no longer to be given and that people can have their, their initial capital. But anything that was accrued by interest or by riba is to be removed. And that the Prophet ﷺ, he began with his own family members. He said anything that is owed to Al-Abbas ibn Abdul Muttalib is waived. It is no longer owed to him from this type of wealth that is forbidden by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then the Messenger of Allah ﷺ also talks about the rights that our women and our spouses have upon us that there is a special consideration and that there is a special care and respect that has to be extended towards our women. And this is uh, uh, for the entire community. Remember that you have taken them as your wives under a trust from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his permission. And the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, خَيْرُكُمْ خَيْرُكُمْ لِأَهْلِهِ the best of you are those who are the best to their families, and I am the best of you to my family. He said, treat your women well, for they are your partners, and they assist you. The believing men and the believing women are allies they assist one another and support one another and then the messenger of allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam after talking about the sanctity of life and the importance of being fair in our transactions and being good to our wives and our families he then sallallahu alayhi wa sallam reminds us of the five pillars of islam of worshiping allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praying the five daily prayers on time and being very diligent in establishing that faridah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, fasting the month of Ramadan and performing and giving the zakat, offering the zakat uh, uh, for those who are deserving and of those categories. Then the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam, 1400 years ago, in a land that was not considered particularly diverse, among a people who were not considered particularly cosmopolitan at the time, in the Arabian Peninsula, in the valley of Mecca al-Mukarramah, the Messenger of Allah وسلم, then teaches us a way to purify ourselves from one of the most uh, ugly manifestations of arrogance and one of the most common manifestations of arrogance that even as people assume themselves to be pro pro they've made progress 
and we have education and literacy and we have economies and so on and so forth, that they have these outward manifestations that the reality is that the cultivation of the mind and the soul and the cultivation of the human being in the best sense of the word was established by Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and by all the prophets and messengers. And anything that contradicts what he came with is the opposite of true progress and is the opposite of true knowledge and true honor. He tells us Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that all of humanity is from Adam and Eve and that an Arab has no superiority over a non-Arab nor does an Ar a non-Arab have any superiority over an Arab. And he's speaking primarily, there were Sahaba from different races and different backgrounds, but he's speaking primarily to people who are Arab. And he tells them that even though he, sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wasallam, and actually this is different from the language of Arabic. The language of the Quran is sacred, but something related to race and for people to use it as a means to think that they are better than others, to have some form of caste system or to look down at people. That's not what was uh, approved by Allah's Messenger He said, a white person has no superiority over a black person. This was taught by the Messenger of Allah 1400 years ago. And that Sayyiduna Bilal radiallahu anhu wa the companion of the Messenger of Allah who was from Africa, who was a dark-skinned African man, that the Messenger of Allah established his honor based on his degree of taqwa, so, so much so that he gave the adhan uh, on top of standing, on top of the blessed and sacred Kaaba. That a believer can be given that honor based on the degree of iman that they have regardless of how they look. The Messenger of Allah وسلم, teaches us not to be veiled by how people look. He said, وسلم, it might be someone who is disheveled and dusty. And if he came to people's doorsteps, they would reject him and tell him to go get away from their door. If that person swore by Allah, Allah would fulfill their oath, would fulfill what they swear by. Why? Because of how beloved they are to Allah. So what does this skin color mean? Is it really a means of being better than other people? You'll see people on the day of resurrection where even someone who owned a slave, his slave will be in a higher degree of paradise than him and he will ask Allah, oh Allah, but he was my slave in the dunya and I was his master. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, he's better than you. He did better deeds. He was someone of ibadah. He was someone of taqwa. His heart was cultivated regardless of how things appeared on the outside. So there's no superiority except by taqwa. And that's something that is in the heart. It's not something that you see in a person's skin color or in how a person looks. Sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Allah tells us in the Quran, لَقَدْ مَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ إِذْ بَعَثَ فِيهِمْ رَسُولًا مِنْ أَنفُسِهِمْ يَتْلُوا عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِهِ وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةَ وَإِنْ كَانُوا مِنْ قَبْلُ لَا فِي ضَلَالِ مُبِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us Allah has been truly gracious to the believers by sending them a, mes a messenger from among their own. 
who recites his revelation to them. And he purifies their hearts. He purifies their minds. He purifies their understandings. So these are some of the meanings that we should be reminded of in these days of Dhul Hijjah. Connecting back with the final council, the final uh, uh, farewell sermon of the Messenger of Allah. And that we turn back to Allah and we seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness, and we ask Allah that he wash away our sins with the pure water of repentance, and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us steadfastness upon the way of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. And whoever follows in the footsteps of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam, every door of good will be wide open for them. Every door of good will be open for them in this life and the hereafter. We ask you, Ya Allah, to assist us in that and to grant us steadfastness. Innaka akramul akrameen wa arhamul rahimeen. Wallahu yaqulu wa qawluhu al-haqul mubeen. Wa idha qur'i al-Qur'anu fastami'u lahu wa ansitu la'allakum turhamoon. وقال تبارك وتعالى فإذا قرأت القرآن فاستعذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم اليوم أكملت لكم دينكم وأتممت عليكم نعمتي ورضيت لكم الإسلام دينا الله سبحانه وتعالى says a verse which was revealed on the day of Arafah where other communities who received revelation before us, they said, if we received a verse like this, we would have made that day a day of celebration. But this is only given to Sayyidina Muhammad and those who follow, that Allah said, today I have perfected your religion for you. Islam is a deenul kamil. It is the perfect and complete religion. And I have completed my blessing upon you and chosen Islam as your religion. Barakallahu li wa lakum fil Qur'an al-Azim wa nafa'na bima fihi min al-ayati wa al-dhikr al-hakim wa ajarana min khizihi wa adabihi al-alima qulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah al-Azim li wa lakum wa li walidina wa li jami' al-Muslimin fastaghfiruh innahu huwa al-ghafur al-Rahim. إن الحمد لله حمدا يوافي نعمه ويكافي مزيده ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد فيا عباد الله إني أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله لا إله إلا الله وإن الله أمرنا بأمر بدأ فيه بنفسه وثن بالملائكة المسبحة بقدسه وآيها بالمؤمنين تعميما فقال مخبرا وآمرا لهم تكريما إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وبارك وكرم على عبدك المصطفى سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان وهدى إلى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين 
اللهم اغفر للمسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا في مقامنا هذا إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضاء إلا قضيتها يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا لا تزق قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين واجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها يا أرحم الراحمين Oh Allah we ask you يا أرحم الراحمين يا أكرم الأكرمين Oh most merciful and generous we ask you يا Allah that you bring a speedy alleviation and relief to the Ummah of the Prophet Muhammad صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم We ask you يا Allah that you bless us with good health and that you protect us from all sickness and harm and we ask you يا Allah that you preserve our shiyukh and our duaat and all the people of khair in this Ummah for the benefit of of the Ummah, Ya Arham Ar-Rahimeen, Wa Ya Akram Al-Akrameen, and we ask you, Ya Allah, that you grant us tawfiq from you to allow us to have a sincere repentance, Ya Akram Al-Akrameen, Wa Ya Arham Ar-Rahimeen. هذا الدعاء ومنك الإجابة وهذا الجهد وعليك التكلان وإن لله وإن إليه راجعون. We ask you, Ya Allah, that you bless our parents and all those who have come before us, and that you have mercy upon all of the Muslims, those that have come, and our children and our elders and those who are yet to come. Ya Akram al-Akramin wa Ya Arham al-Rahimin. And we ask you, Ya Allah, that you bless each and every one of us to be people of benefit for the Ummah, to be people of blessing for the. Ummah, to be people of goodness, those who convey on behalf of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. And we ask you, Ya Allah, just as you have blessed us with believing in Him and following in Him and, and following Him and recognizing His beauty despite our shortcomings and despite our veils, we ask you, Ya Allah, just as you have blessed us 1400 years after he came, that you blessed us with that. We ask you, Ya Allah, that you unite us with him in the highest levels of paradise. We ask you, Ya Allah, that when we are resurrected, that we are resurrected in his group and with him, Sallallahu Alaihi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, and that you grant us his intercession and you allow us to see his radiant face and that he takes each and every one of us by the hand into paradise and across the slirat. Ya Akram al-Akrameen wa ya Arham al-Rahimeen wa ya Ajwad al-Ajwadeen wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'een inna allaha ya'muru bil'adli wal-ihsani wa ita'i dhil qurba wa yanha'an al-fahshai wal-munkari wal-baghi ya'idhukum la'allakum tadhakkaroon fadhkuru allaha al-azim ya'dhkurkum wa shkuruhu ala ni'amihi ya'zidkum wa la dhikru allahi akbar